0: This is the Anna Dare Podcast.
1: Well, hello and thank you for listening to the Anna Dare Podcast. Now, if you didn't know, I also have the Triple M Gippsland Breakfast Show live 6am to 9am Monday to Friday on 94.3 and 97.9. And the podcast has bits from the show, but also has some unique stuff as well that I create just for this podcast, like TV time. (laughs) Yes, I will wrap up this episode with what I've been watching this week. And look, I'll tell you, I moved away from my Survivor Marathon for a bit, so I've got plenty of stuff to tell you about that's worth checking out. But first, on the show this week, I was talking about my beautiful dog, Norman, the giant Newfoundland puppy, who (laughs) I bought a new toy for him from the op shop, and it's a big Bob the Builder plush toy, and he didn't like it. all. I propped it up on a wall, next to the wall in the lounge room and when he walked into the room, he completely freaked out. If you want to see a, sh- a short video, you can head to the Triple M Gippsland Facebook page and I posted the video there of him barking at Bob and then running and hiding from Bob. <laughs> so I asked the question to my listeners, of, uh, what were their pets scared of? And this is what they called through to tell me about. Uh, Janet from Warragul, good morning. Good morning, Anna. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Now we know each other from the Brooker Park Dog Park because your dog, your dog Gus, your little bulldog, and my dog Giant Norman are the best of buddies, aren't they?
2: They certainly are. They, <laughs> yeah, they're hilarious. They're, they're like so Arnold Schwarzenegger funny. and Danny DeVito. That's
1: right. We call them <laughs> we call them the twins because yeah, they are a very very odd couple, aren't they? Um,
2: <laughs> what's are. Gus scared of? Well, when we're in the car, which we are at the moment, and he's in the back. He ducks when he sees overhead bridges. It's hilarious. Oh, wow. How <laughs> he's got his head out of the car and will be approaching and there'll be this overhead bridge. Like, and he'll just come in the car and just duck like he's terrified of it. Then he looks behind to make sure it's gone. Meant before he sticks his head back out of the That's car. That's so funny. Oh my gosh. Wow. Get, you
1: got, have you got video footage of that? I, I want to see that. Uh, <laughs> no, we haven't, but I'll try and get some today while right. we're out. That'd be great. Um, well, hopefully, I'll see you guys at the dog park soon. Okay. Thanks, Have Anna. a great have a day, day, Janet. Bye. bye. Uh, Angela from Mowie. Hello. What is your pet scared of? Well, I've got a horse. I've got a thoroughbred, yeah. um, an off the track
2: thoroughbred, and um, it turns out that she's absolutely terrified of llamas what and how often does she see llamas (laughs) well we've got llamas in the paddock down the bottom from where we ride right so we will go and and we'll ride down past the llamas and to be honest with you i actually share the same concerns that my horse shares about the llamas because
1: we rode past yeah they spat on us did they well they are known to do that um what is what does your horse do well, she
2: basically, she is now to the point, because we've been spat on a couple of times, she's now to the point where she sits there and she starts eyeing the llamas off as we're walking down the road. Yeah. And now
1: what she does is she actually crosses to the other side of the road. Well, good for her. Who wants to get spat on by some filthy llamas? I mean, she's a smart well, that, that, horse. Yeah, well, that's what I think too. But I just
2: think uh, totally, you know,
1: what a bunch of offensive llamas. I know. How dare they? They're so, so exactly, rude. That's it. <laughs> so rude as well, yeah. Uh, what's your horse's name? Uh, Rose. Oh, Rose sounds like a very smart thoroughbred, you know. She knows um, what's what's right. I think she does know,
2: but uh, I think the problem with her was like we wanted her because we thought she would be a Melbourne Cup contender. Oh, wow, okay.
1: No? Yeah, not, not nah, nah.
2: Didn't even get a start
1: in race nine at mowie <laughs> Poor Rose. <laughs> Well, look. What else can she do to make you some money? Maybe, maybe you should buy a Um, maybe you should buy a cart, and you could um, charge people for horse and cart rides. I'm actually thinking about doing that because, like, I was going to get a sign on the back that said "Still more power than a Commodore." (laughs) I love it. I'd 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 pay for a ride on Rose's cart. (laughs) Yeah, I think a few people would. Yeah. Well, listen. Let us know when it happens, Angela. Good to talk to you, (laughs) Doug. No worries then. See you later. See you. Have a great day. All right. See bye. you. Bye. Triple M. Hello. You've been trying to get through. I'm sorry. Who is this? Yeah,
2: my name's Damien.
1: Hey, Damien. What is your pet scared of?
2: My pet's scared of other
1: dogs. Yeah. Well, what sort of pet is it? A pet? is it a cat or is it a dog? It's a dog. Okay. And is it a little dog?
2: A Jack Russell.
1: Yeah. Jack Russells are skittish, though. They're scared of everything, don't you reckon? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's they, one of those things. They, they, they bark
2: without a dog coming <laughs> past.
1: It's the little ones. They're little terrors. Oh, bless them. And also on the show this week, I spoke about uh, some research that was done over lockdown in Australia and which areas in Australia, which suburbs, were spending the most money online buying Sex toys, yeah. Can you guess? I reckon you can guess. Get this, Love Honey. Now, they're the online adult store. They've crunched their sales data recently and revealed that Victorians have been spending the most money on toys and lingerie to spice things up at home. Duh. File this under uh, news that surprises nobody. (laughs) Because when you've been locked down for most of the last, what, 18 months, what else are you going to do, quite frankly? uh, You've been stuck at home with the same person for months as well. So, of course, you're going to get online and order, I don't know, what a sexy nurse's uniform perhaps or a, a fireman's outfit. Here, put this on and please pretend to be someone else for a little while. <laughs> I mean, of course, Victorians would be the ones spending more at the online adult store. We've been, you know, on a ho- haven't been on a holiday since, what, March last year. We've got a lot of pent-up energy and money to burn. I mean, I don't know about you. I don't have much money, but the energy perhaps. Uh, now, these aren't happy adult store sales down here. They're angry, frustrated sales with bigger and bigger plain packaging parcels showing up on our doorsteps. Get this though, Queensland is the state spending the second most at online adult stores, which is kind of surprising because, I mean, they've hardly been locked down at all, which just means, I guess, Queensland is a I don't know, a bit dirty. (laughs) Uh, They did lose the state of origin, so they're taking it out on each other in a healthy and sexy, positive way. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. So, yeah, Victorians, good job. We might not have done much in the last year or so, but we have certainly done something to each other and ourselves. <laughs> and now for something a little bit more wholesome and G-rated. Uh, you might have seen already the new show on Channel 10, Making It Australia. Well, I got the chance to catch up with one of the hosts, Harley Breen. Here it is. Good morning to Harley Breen, host of the brand-new show, Making It, with one of your very good friends in comedy and in life, I imagine, Susie Yusuf. She is great, isn't she, Harley?
0: She's absolutely excellent, mate, and she is uh, one of my very close friends uh, in life and on the show, and it was a joy and pleasure to be able to make TV with her.
1: It would be, going to work every day and just getting to, you know, be around all these incredibly creative, talented people with your mate. I mean, and the two what? of you just get to be part of that.
0: Yeah, it's a total dream come true. Like, it, it is an unashamed joy explosion. I we bet. are We are not hiding from it. We've put a group of adults in a barn, and we gave them gooder and hot glue guns and bits of wood and, and bits of felt, and we just went, you have every right to yeah. be a child right now.
1: Yeah, so we've we've seen two apps so far, Making It Australia, Channel 10, uh, and honestly, I'm not a creative at all when it comes to gluing, cutting. I, I'm, I'm not good at that kind of thing at all. I am in awe of these people. They're so, so talented. How do you find them? Well, I would
0: say that you are good. You just don't know it. Yeah. you just got to get into it and the more you do, the better you'll get. And it's also, it's just about the whole process of making anyway. Mm. And to answer how did we find these people, I have no idea. It's got nothing to do with me. <laughs> I you... just turned up on day one. I went, oh, here you are. Good.
1: Turned up to the barn with a paintbrush in your hand and went, all right, I'm here, guys. Let's do it. That's right. Let's that's, that's go. Let's make some television. And I tell you what, the judges, I mean, Deborah Riley, you uh, Game of Thrones, just that little show that she was the yes. head of the art department on. I Again, I'd ask where you found, found these judges, but I'm sure you don't know the answer to that either. It's,
0: it's absolutely the truth that yeah. I um, had just finished my second bout of quarantine uh, at 4am in the morning of the first day of filming making it and I got out and met Deb and Benja, and you're right, I had nothing to do with choosing them, but I, the choice was incredible, and those two have also become very good friends. Oh, cool. uh, they're exceptional, both of them. Yeah, really amazing.
1: They are incredible. I'm in awe of people like that. I mean, Benja's specialty is Paper. Like,
0: you know, (laughs) like, you remember when you were a kid and you just kept folding up paper into paper planes and throwing it in class. Yeah. Well, Benji just turned that into a job. I know. Like it's, (laughs) <laughs> it, it's not to oversimplify it, but he, that's what he is. He's a, yeah. he's a paper nurse.
1: Yeah, and, and working with people like Kylie and Sia in, with paper. I mean, yeah. wow. There's a job for everyone out there, isn't there? I used to just make those paper things, the chatterboxes, you know, and they, yes. you, and you'd yes. fold it up and it would say, you smell or whatever. Yeah, that was my yeah, uh, ma- relationship
0: I with a, paper. I made a chatterbox on making it. <laughs> that's
1: my oh. <laughs> Brilliant. Now, I imagine you've learnt something. Have you learnt something and taken it home with you and applied in your life, in any way?
0: Well, um, from the uh, the second episode, which was on just last night, that which was really just running headfirst into childhood, uh, we made billy carts and cubby oh. houses. And I love a cubby house. I've made four for my children over the years in different houses that we've been in. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm I'm about to make number five wow. and I have stolen a lot of ideas from making it. Oh, I've been paying very close attention to the cubby house designs. I'm like, oh, I could use that. I'll yes. take that.
1: Fantastic. Look, what a joy it is, especially in these icky years that we've been living through lately, to just see something that is just fun, it's creative, it's artistic and it's colourful and it's just such a nice um, trip away from reality at the moment, which I think we all need. It is Making It Australia, two Eps In on 10 and 10 Play, hosted by Harley Breen. Thank you so much, Harley. Thanks very much for having me. What an absolute pleasure. I do love my job. Triple M Gippsland Breakfast host. You can always listen to the show live from 6am till 9am Monday to Friday on 94.3 and 97.9 or right here on the Listener app or stream it on the website as well, triplem.com.au forward slash Gippsland. Now, uh, Elon Musk, of all the billionaires, I think he's the most interesting. I mean, he's, you know... Married to or hooked up with a a pop star, so that gives him a little bit of cred. Anyway, he's always up to something crazy and otherworldly, and this week was no exception. It's the first ever all-civilian crew. They've blasted into space on board the SpaceX rocket for a three-day tourist trip. It's a fully automated mission. Now, Elon Musk, he owns SpaceX. He's talking it up as like the, the first ever space mission without a professional astronaut on board. I'm sorry, that is not a selling point as far as I'm concerned. If I'm going into space, I want at least uh, one professional up there with me. Someone who actually knows how to steer the thing would be helpful, don't you think? Now, the crew consists of a billionaire entrepreneur, I hate that word, a cancer survivor with a prosthetic leg and two raffle winners. Two raffle winners. I mean, at least Gilligan's Island had a professor that's going to be helpful. Four civilians blasting into space for three days. It does sound exciting, I guess, until you read the fine details. Now, they have to use the same zero-gravity toilet. There's no shower and there's no beds. They have to sleep strapped into their chairs. It's like going to space on, say, a Greyhound bus. We're just a few years away, probably, from swiping onto a rocket ship with our Mikey card. <laughs> now, before you know it, space travel will be full of the odd weirdo, some bloke drinking from a paper bag, a woman with uh, shopping bags talking to herself, and some racist telling the Asian people on the rocket to go back where they came from. Now, um, a seat on the three-day space trip is alleged to have cost $75 and you have to share a toilet with a raffle winner. If I want to share a toilet with a raffle winner, I'll just go to the pub. So much cheaper and probably safer too than doing it up in space, that's for sure. Oh, my goodness. No, thank you. Even if I could afford it, I would rather spend $75 million on, oh, my gosh, anything other than going to space with a bunch of people that, A, you don't know and that, B, none of them know how to fly the rocket. So that's a no from me. All righty. Wrapping up today's episode with my favourite time of the week, TV time. I love talking about TV uh, because that's all I do pretty much when I'm not here working or, you know, (laughs) I just go to the dog park and then I just watch TV. So I have been having a break from my Survivor Challenge, US Survivor. I was challenging myself to watch every single episode available on Paramount+. Plus. Now, I've been saying, I don't know why, I've been saying that there's 24 seasons. That's, no, it's double that. There's like 40-something seasons. 41, I think, is about to come out. So I've bitten off more than I can chew right there. So I've got through 10, 10 seasons of U.S. Survivor so far, and I need a break. So I've been watching other things this week. Now, last night, actually, I watched a movie on Netflix called Worth, <clears throat> Excuse me. And uh, Worth is starring Michael Keaton and also Stanley Tucci. Amazing, both of them. They're so good in this film. Michael Keaton in particular, his accent that he's doing and his character and how it changes throughout the movie is fantastic to watch. Um, It is actually based on a true story. It is all about he's the lawyer that's put in charge of figuring out what a life is worth, essentially, after nine eleven, and how the government is going to divvy up uh, payments to families who lost survivor, uh, lost loved ones that didn't survive nine eleven. So it's well, it's well worth watching. It's a, it's a good movie on Netflix. I have been having my break from Survivor by binging a show that I honestly never thought I would ever watch. Not something that I'm really into. Um but it's on Netflix and I saw that it had a new season out and I also saw that it had a couple of Emmy nominations. So I thought, "All right, well it's got to be quality of some kind then if it's received some Emmy noms." So I decided to give it a crack and the show I'm talking about is Lucifer. Now, I'm not into kind of fantasy things. I'm not into shows that are not in some way real or at least believable. So this generally isn't something I'd, I'd ever watch. But there's five – I think there's the sixth season is about to come out. Now, I've been told by somebody who I work with here, Emily, She's she knows all about it. She's been watching it for years. She said that the first three seasons of Lucifer – were made by on Fox and then Fox canceled it after season 3 and Netflix picked it up so season 4 5 and 6 are very different apparently and um, you're just a, a bit of a different style so I'm only up to season 2 right now season 1 it's one of those shows that is good for me when I just want to not think I can just put it on in the background I can still play on my phone while I'm watching it I can fall asleep and wake up and I you don't miss anything because every episode is a procedural a procedural app there's only a few storylines that are continually running throughout the Throughout the season uh, throughout the episodes. Um, anyway, the guy that plays Lucifer, Ben Ellis. Uh, I don't know if he's actually POM. I'm going to have to find out. He does. He has a Pommy accent, and he's funny. He's really entertaining. I love his character. He plays. He's Lucifer. He's the devil. Lucifer Morningstar is his name, and he owns a nightclub in LA. Um, I love shows that are set in LA, and look, it's entertaining. I get it. I get why people like it. Uh, I was a bit nervous that they were going to do lots of like scary looking devil things. And his face does change sometimes when he wants to scare people, but it's only for a second. So I can handle it. It's not going to give me nightmares. So Uh, yeah, that's what I'm into. I'll probably continue binging that over the weekend. Uh, Now, the only show, the only show that I watch week to week is Below Deck Mediterranean on Binge, and it's also on Hey You. Um, why do I watch it week to week? Well, because it's just an easy reality show, and I would binge it if I could, but it is coming out weekly, so I watched the latest ep of that. They're up to episode 12. I have said before... I do not like this cast, the cast and crew on this particular season. They're, I mean, some of them are okay, but there's some very unlikable characters or people because it's they're real people. It's <laughs> it's real, um, but I still love looking at the beautiful locations that they go to. Oh my gosh, the Mediterranean is just beautiful. They're on the super yacht. You know, and the rich guests that they have on who get on and just drink and act terribly, uh, that it's entertaining and it's mindless reality TV. So that one I love and I'm watching that week to week. The ones that I really want to watch are also coming out week to week but these ones are shows that I actually want to be able to watch, binge watch, like ep after ep after ep. That's hard to say. So um, I haven't started watching them yet and it's killing me. So on Binge, American Crime Story, Monica Lewinsky story, came out last week. There's 10 episodes. I'm going to have to wait 10 weeks because I'm not going to watch it week to week. I just can't do that. And it's killing me. It really is. Uh, So probably, I would guess, my Christmas holidays. I'll be (laughs) binging that um, and it'll be great. American Crime Story, if you don't know, is by Ryan Murphy. He was a a creator of Glee. He's also made the two other American Crime Stories, which were – Uh, Gianni Versace assassination, and also the O.J. Simpson story. They're both on Netflix, I think, and they're fantastic. Now, the other one I've been waiting for is Nine Perfect Strangers that was filmed in Byron Bay last year. Uh, That's on Amazon Prime. I think the last episode should be out this week, so I may very well get stuck into that. And then I'm so keen to watch this. Steve Martin and Martin Short. Obviously, they've been working together for God, 50 years or something like that. They're both so funny. I um, remember them back in the day in The Three Amigos. Anyway, they're in a TV show on Disney Plus with Selena Gomez, the young pop star actress. It's called Only Murders in the Building. It's set in New York City in an apartment block that they all live in. And it looks fantastic. The reviews are wonderful. But that is also coming out week to week. So again, I'm holding off to watch that too. I know. It's so difficult, my life, isn't it, sorting out all this television? (laughs) Uh, All right. That is it for the Anna Dare podcast for another week. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much for listening. Uh, Please share it with your friends and, you know, let them know that it's, you know, worth, worth a listen, worth a download. It looks good for me then. My download numbers go up and my boss thinks I'm great. So um, thank you very much and I will catch you on the next episode.
2: If you want more from Anna,
0: make sure you catch her weekday mornings on Gippsland's Triple M, also available on Listener.